0: Hey everybody! Welcome to the River Valley Podcast. My name is Kirk Graham, and I'm here with Logan Ketterling. Hello, how you doing, man? I'm doing awesome. It was Do you have a miracle, good week?
1: miracle offering weekend. It was amazing.
0: Uh, <laughs> we say all the time, almost every week on this podcast, that this week in our church because it's great. Uh, yeah, it's just I love being a part of something that there's there's it feels like there's always something to celebrate. It doesn't mean that things are perfect, but It means there's something to celebrate. And this weekend was Miracle Offering weekend. Uh, Just an amazing time. I had the opportunity to be at Apple Valley all weekend, which on Saturdays I'm always there. But on Sundays I've been rotating for the last year, uh, campus to campus. But to be at Apple Valley all weekend, I was shocked at the number of new people that have been coming to church. Um, Just... I met a bunch of people that are, have been coming just for the last few months. And I, it made me think, I wonder how many people that, that this weekend miracle offering was their first miracle offering, a part of River Valley church. Many. It, I mean, it's hundreds, hundreds. Yeah. It's hundreds. I, I know year to date, um, you know, our church, we've, we've, we've added 10%. I mean, and that's, that's hundreds upon hundreds of people. And I, I love that we do it every single year. And I, I love that this is a part. the The thing that I would love to say for new people, and maybe maybe this was your first, uh, first miracle offering, being a part of our church. Uh, I I believe this, and I would love for you to speak to it, Logan. God planted you here, like God put you here, a part of the church. It's not an accident that you're a part of this church, and no matter what church you go to, there's a there is a vision, there's a mission there's a thing that that church is is gifted and anointed to do specifically. I mean, we all have the great commission, but there's a uniqueness to every church and one one of the unique things about our church is that our heart is global and we we bleed generosity. And so miracle offering this weekend, you're you're not here by accident. God like it's not an accident that God said I want you to be a part of this thing. And if God put you here, He put you here to participate in being a part of the vision. It's not an accident. And and I think sometimes people don't connect those dots of like, you know, well, you know, I I don't know. Like, I guess that's what they do or that's what and it's like, no, that's what we do. And God put you here to participate in help helping change the world. And it's a joy. Anything you want to add to that?
1: It it's true and Every miracle offering I'm a part of, and I've been a part of many, I I can't remember when our first miracle offering was when we did it this way, but I mean, it was...
0: Before I started. Yeah, I mean, it was... Over 13 years.
1: Probably somewhere in the 15 to 20 year range. We've been doing Kingdom Builders for 15 years, I think, 16 years. And yep. so, everyone I'm a part of, though, I just, I'm more encouraged and believe more in what we do and why we do it, because... There's so much joy, and, and like I want to say this as we we give, like we are a part of this. Our staff is required to participate. Yeah, and it's not optional. Now we don't mandate our staff into what they should give.
0: Yeah, it's not like for a kingdom percentage builders. or or a certain dollar amount or something. Yeah, like
1: our that. staff does tithe because we Correct. we believe in the tithe. We we obviously are supported by the tithe, but for Kingdom Builders, we yeah, say you p-
0: won't work at River Valley if you don't tithe.
1: Yeah, it's just, I mean it it, it would be so hypocritical for yeah. us to to do that, but but with Kingdom Builders, we require participation, and I would say for those who are in leadership at this church, campus pastors, our lead team at, at Central, uh, we are giving every year at a higher level, yep. and I just the more I talk to people, the more I I go through miracle offering. In my own life, I love this. So just so you know, as we talk about this, we are in this with you. It's not like, oh, thank you all for giving. We want to do this as well. But one of the things I'm always struck by as we are, are shaking hands this week and I shook hands with hundreds of people that are bringing up their envelopes and just the, the joy that everyone has when they are coming up, they're shaking hands with, with us and we're thanking them for giving. But, but many of you responding with, thank you for giving me this opportunity. And I was processing about this this morning with uh, some of the, the influence team, the team that I, I oversee, and many people love the opportunity that they have to be a part of this. And and I kind of joked to where every week is an opportunity where we could give right, but there's something about this collective, this unity that, yeah, maybe it's not it's not just one person that's going to write a a twelve million dollar check and and yep, we're going to reach our goal. Of course we would celebrate it, and it's amazing. Yeah, you're welcome to do it. Yeah, you are welcome to. But I also think there's this power and this unity in that don't do the math, do your part. What can you do? Maybe you can do a couple hundred. Maybe you could do a couple thousand. Maybe you could do tens of thousands. Maybe maybe you couldn't give this year, but you're like, I just gave a a few dollars because I really it's that tight. Yeah, we want you to be a part of this because we want to celebrate together, but look what God can do when we come together. And then the you know the miracle is is what God does. We're not in charge yeah, yeah. of it. And and you look at Jesus, right? He says, "Here's the bread, here's the fish. I want you to go distribute it." He asked his disciples to distribute it and he asked for them to find a little bit of food. But then he performed the miracle. So he wants to use us. And I love that about Jesus and how he leads, and um, it's amazing. I loved what you
0: said about just the fact that when we all do it together, like it's really the only time, and this year actually was unique in that we did a corporate offering for One Day to Feed the World. Uh, so really twice this year uh, and, and Miracle Offering every year where we do a corporate and collective offering. Hey, we're all going to participate together, and there's biblical precedence for this. There's there's offerings in the Old Testament where it's it's happening like, hey, we're all going to take up an offering, we're all going to participate, we're all going to give at the same time for a specific reason. And in the New Testament too, in the, in the book of Acts, they all gave what they had to meet the needs of other people. And um, it's, like, it's like 21 days of prayer and fasting. I can fast anytime I want, but there's something different and powerful and supernatural about when we are all fasting together, a right. collective and corporate fast. And so that that's how I view miracle offering. It's like we're all playing our part for the same mission. And think about the unity that's involved, the faith that's involved, and God does something miraculous. Anybody can give at any time. Anybody can fast at any time. But there's something different and powerful and supernatural about the corporateness of the church. Hey, this one Sunday, hey, this one gathering, we're all going to participate together to accomplish the same mission. Like that is so powerful. And why would you not want to be a part of that and to be in the flow of that? I don't want to miss what God's doing. You're, if you're watching, um, like if, you, if you're connected to other churches, many people, you know, you might listen to sermons from different churches uh, or you're connected with other churches around the country because of social media or YouTube or whatever. You might notice that there are many other churches doing a similar type of miracle offering. Yeah. You know, they might call it like a legacy offering or a, um, you know, a vision offering or something like that. Um, there are many churches that do a similar thing this time of year and i just want to highlight a difference between a lot of those churches and what river valley does and it doesn't make a river valley better i'm just highlighting a difference is that many churches that they'll do a collective house offering corporate offering corporate giving above and beyond generosity giving and it's specifically to fuel the local vision of the church, to buy a building, to expand a building, to repair uh, like maintenance things that are happening, to fuel local vision for the church. And that's not a wrong thing. That's not a bad thing. Uh, I'm I'm not speaking down on that. But a difference between that type of offering, what many churches do, it's fueling the local vision of the church, no problem. But River Valley, when we do a miracle offering, and what Kingdom Builders is, if you remember to the beginning of the year, and maybe you're new to our church since January, but when Pastor Rob, he was explaining, hey, we, we want to raise $12 million over and above the tithe to Kingdom Builders, and if we do that, it will actually be our first year ever as a church to give $10 million of the 12 to missions, external outside sent global missions so the miracle offering and kingdom builders is not primarily fueling local needs and expanding this campus that campus growing our our local church it is money that is sent to other missionaries other churches other organizations, it is external, outside, and beyond to reach the world, which I think is such a pure motive, a a kingdom motive, a kingdom thinking that that we want to fuel the kingdom of God, not just River Valley Church. And again, I'm not trying to differentiate in the sense of River Valley is more pure, uh, in, in regards to the vision of what miracle offering is. It's just different. It's just and our definition. I yeah. love that that is what's on our church, to give it away, to send our best.
1: Yeah, and and with that, you, know, you mentioned the $10 million. Of of the 12, I think it's 30% only is for our initiatives and our projects, so 70%. To get to the 10, it's also the tithe on the tithe. Yep. So I think it's about of KB... It's about eight – again, if we reach our goal this year, it would be about 8 million of that KB that would go towards global. And then the the tithe on the tithe would cover the rest that would get us to 10. But, yeah, most most places – most nonprofits, right? I mean, you look at some nonprofits, and we love many, many of the nonprofits. But there's some that 20 to 50 – I mean, some of them are 50% administration costs. That's insane. I mean, that's just crazy. And so, we obviously want to give as much away as possible, but we also want to take care of our local needs too. And I think sometimes people might say, Well, you give so much away, why don't you take care of the local needs? No, we, with the tithe, with our local campuses, we have, you know, soon to be 11 physical campuses where we are doing ministry. And so, we're taking care of the local needs. We're we're investing in serve our community. That some of that money doesn't even come from Kingdom Builders, we just budget it. Yep. as a part of our general giving to where we're caring for the needs locally. And so we we love that we are able to give this much money away. And I, I, I don't know of another church that's doing it at the percentage-wise. And again, it's not to, to compare. I just think it's more to celebrate. And then we're now inspiring other churches to do the same. We were just at a church a couple of weeks ago that said, hey, we're trying to give away 30% of our total giving to World Missions. It's awesome. And so it's amazing to see how we're inspiring others.
0: Isn't it true... Um that being a part of River Valley—I uh, thought I heard Pastor Rob say this, that there is one church outside of River Valley in the entire world that will give more to missions than than us. Is that—I mean, is that—based yeah, based on what we know.
1: From what we know, in in the Assemblies of God that across the world, there would be only one church that might be. That would be Dominic Yo's church in Singapore, Yep. And I believe all of their congregation gives twenty or thirty percent of their income, which is incredible. Yeah. Um, and and I think the only other church that that would give more to missions in the world would be Gateway Church. Um, yep. it's From a scale standpoint, from an actual dollar standpoint, yeah, yeah. From a percentage standpoint, I don't know that anyone, but I think Gateway might have gave away like twenty five million last year, which I think their budget's one hundred and fifty or something. You know.
0: I don't bring that up to say. Uh, River Valley's better than anybody. No, it's just it's just awesome. perspective. Like I and I love you know we've got all these campuses and 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 it's not just Apple Valley. It's not an Apple Valley thing. It's not just a Shakopee or Crosstown thing. It's not just a city thing. But everybody, you know, there are families that are brand new in the last few months to Woodbury or Minnetrista or Egan or Faribault. and and it's we're, we're a part of something that is bigger than just ourselves and I, I love, I, I'm comfortable being a relatively small fish in a bigger pond right. to help change the world. I, I wanna be a part of changing the world. I don't, I don't need to be the big fish in a small pond, and so um, I love that this is our whole church, and, and the reason we are talking about it like this and confidently and boldly and celebratory is because me and my wife and our family, we are in, like, we're in, and Logan, I know you and Mac, you guys are in. Like, we're doing this. It, we feel like it's a privilege to be a part of this, and, um, well, and I love And it. it's
1: God's story, right? Like, it's—we're a part of this. God wants us to be a part of it, and that's incredible. And, he, like, he doesn't need us. Yeah. And I think that's the thing that's so awesome about this weekend is— He doesn't need us. He doesn't need our money, but he wants us to do this because he knows what it will do in us. I've said this before, but in in a nation that's maybe its biggest sin is greed and pride, the anecdote to greed and pride is generosity and humility. Oh, yeah. Open-handedness. Right. And so why would we not want to receive the antidote of the things that... Quite honestly, the Bible says are probably the biggest risk to us not entering the kingdom of God is greed and pride.
0: Oh yeah, love of money, right? Uh, root of all evil. Yeah, I again I couldn't speak uh, to the listener like just directing it towards the person like you're listening to this podcast right now. If you're if you're participating a part of our church participating in miracle offering and giving kingdom builders, it just like receive it from the Lord. Uh, just a huge thank you. And you're doing the right thing. You're participating in the right thing. And your giving is not in vain. Uh, your sacrifice is not in vain. People are being added to the kingdom as a result of your generosity. And so just a, a huge thank you. Absolutely. I want to get to
1: a couple questions. I know I've I had some people this weekend that were coming up to me hey love the podcast love listening I said send in your questions so I got a couple couple questions this last week from people that were listening they sent me a DM on Instagram reminder that you can send messages through Spotify or you can DM myself or Pastor Kirk or the River Valley MN channel
0: or you can email us I I, I, I listened to podcasts on Spotify I did not know you could ask questions on Spotify yeah so that's that's Last like a cool feature. The first time. Yeah, you, you have to click an episode, and then within that episode link, hmm. you can ask a question. So w- when, you s- when you're listening to this episode, you can ask a question for next week's episode. And so, yeah, Spotify is a great way to do it now. Um, but again, Instagram or email. Spotify, I feel like, is a better platform for listeners, but more
1: people by far listen on Apple Podcasts. So yeah. whatever you're listening on, you can DM us or whatever. Um, John asked this question from the Crosstown Campus. Mm-hmm. He said, you spoke about bivocational pastors. Can you explain it more? Does River Valley have a position or guidelines for pastors that work multiple jobs, multiple vocations outside their roles as pastors? Some of them are full-time, some are part-time.
0: Yeah, it's it's great. Just from a biblical perspective, it is good and right for uh. pastor to be paid uh, full-time and to be supported by the church uh, via the tithe and that that's a good and right thing Um, so full-time vocational pastors uh, being paid by the tithe of the church um, that's good that does happen we have many full-time pastors a part of river valley but it's also good and right uh, if the the church does not have the strength of tithe to be able to pay full-time or or for support pastors youth kids worship connections associate Uh, you know as the as any campus or church grows um you know as you're adding staff or pastors if if a um pastor has to be part-time it's also good and right for them to have a second job and i i grew up a pastor's kid and you know my my parents pastoring, you know, when I was little pastoring a, a small congregation, starting when I was in kindergarten, the church, I think was 60 people. And over the 12 years of growth, um, you know, the church grew to about 400 people. And uh, my dad was full time, but but it was like a kind of a light salary. And so I remember my both of my parents working other jobs to help support the our family to be able, you know, I remember them working other jobs so that we could play hockey and do extracurriculars and you know have a vacation here or there, um, and so that that's a that's a good and right thing too. And Paul, uh, you know, it's kind of known as a tent maker. You know, he he would he would work in the ministry and he would also he had like a little side hustle, and so we're not opposed to that necessarily.
1: But I was researching this last week actually, so good time for the question, but. Paul actually didn't recommend that people would do what he did. Yeah, he wasn't saying this has to be the right, like you have to. He clarifies in the New Testament that he says, the reason why I'm a tent maker is so that nobody would think that I'm in this for myself, so that I can say with full assurance both to the Romans, to the Greeks, and the Jews, that I am taking nothing. He wanted nothing from anybody because he wanted them to know that he was all about the gospel, both because of his past and his wickedness towards Christians. As a part of his transformation, he said, I want them to know that I don't want anything from them. I don't even need them to take care of my expenses of travel. I want to do this tent making so that I can live in a way that people truly know the gospel. However, he talks about, and this is in 1 Timothy 5, it's pretty clear. He said, let the elders who rule, can." this is verse 17, 1 Timothy 5, let the elders who rule well be considered worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in preaching and teaching. For the scripture says, he's quoting Deuteronomy here, you shall not muzzle an ox when it treads out the grain. And the laborer deserves his wages. So he's specifically talking about preachers and teachers. Now, of course, absolutely, there's a there's a a bar or a barrier to where if we're doing miracle offering and it's we need to do miracle offering so that we can raise money so that all of our wages get higher so we can buy private jets and supercars and all these different things. I don't believe that that's what God is calling us to do. It's hard for me to say that nobody should do that, but it's, it's easy for me also to say that. That unless, I mean, Man... It, That's it, a whole different podcast. It's a whole episode. different podcast. I don't want to open up that that can. But but I think Paul's saying is don't... In the name of preaching the gospel, don't work yourself so hard to where you become resentful towards maybe the lack of resourcing that you have. Scripture's so clear. You read all throughout Proverbs, taking care of your family. A wise person builds his house, a foundation. He figures out if he has enough money or resources before he moves forward. And so certainly we're not this prosperity gospel to where if you give to to support our lifestyle you're going to get an equal or greater return back and financial gain immediately or whatever that is. But I also think that that we shouldn't try to live in a mindset that is oh my goodness, I have to I have to have nothing. I ha- I can't take any any money as a wage. I can't do anything like that. And so again, I know that's not specifically the question John asked. But I think that there is an importance to, we don't want to become resentful about the calling that God has placed in our life, but we also don't want to become prideful and arrogant. So it's constantly living in that tension of what's the right amount, and obviously we have elders and all those uh, people that are overseeing these things. But I think the same could be said about people in their, in their work, not in the ministry. Yep. What do we keep? What do we give? What do we support other people with? And so I just think it's something that all of us should weigh how much is enough, and then what do I do with the rest? And can I go on a vacation? Yes, you can go on a vacation. Can I uh, put my kids in in sports, or c- can I buy something nice? Absolutely. Yep. But we also should be obedient to say, if I'm doing those things in spite of tithe, or in spite of what God is asking me to give, or that those things are becoming idols in my life that are actually replacing what God is in my life, then then of course those things are wrong.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I think generally to the question, we are four full-time pastors uh, and we are four bivocational pastors. Um, And just to your point, Logan, I know people, part of our church, that wrestle with how do I remain dependent on God and how how do I live my life in sacrificial giving, both on the spectrum of coming from a place of lack like I, If I give this sacrificially, I don't, I, I don't know how I'm going to pay my bills. So over and above the tithe. So I, I know people that wrestle with that. And then also on the other side of the, the spectrum, I know people with great abundance that are asking the same question. How do I remain dependent on God? And how, what does sacrificial giving look like for me? Because there are people, a part of our church, that they could give a large check and have zero concern about how they're going to make ends meet Um, and so what does sacrificial giving look like for them and they they, that's a ten so the point is everybody it's everybody wrestles with that and lord what do you want me to do and will i do what you ask me to do
1: right yeah and paul talks about don't give under compulsion but give cheerfully i think it this weekend is a perfect example of that the smiles on people's faces the joy that people have the celebration that we're going to have in a couple weeks of the dollar amount that we raised realizing that that was god who did that through us he wanted to use us and so i think that the
0: attitude we have in giving is so important and he also said i've learned to be content with a lot and i've learned to be content with a little right and that's that's what god does that like that's what god does like That's a uh, a part of the fall, a part of sin nature, a part of our humanity is lacking contentment with little and lacking contentment with a lot. You know how many depressed people are millionaires. You know, and how many depressed people have have very little. So that's a human problem, and Jesus is the source of finding contentment and peace with a little or with a lot. And there's a way
1: to do that. Right. Douglas asked, he sent me a DM on Instagram. He said, question for your show. I have family members that won't open the Bible or books, but they'll watch anything. I bet you there's a lot of people listening that say that. What are some shows, documentaries, movies that you would recommend watching that have helped you gain Bible knowledge?
0: I mean, that's that's a really great question because I don't, I mean, I can give a bunch of, like, Christian resources. Um, but I I wonder if he's asking a question like, is there are, are there like popular movies or, or uh, videos or documentaries out there that are maybe maybe would be uh, termed like secular that have like biblical principle? What do you like? What what do you think he's asking?
1: Yeah, I, th- I think that he's, I think he's saying what is something I could send to family members that like. Th- again he, they might not read it but they might watch it so maybe it's a podcast maybe it's uh, a, a documentary a book or a, a, a like a story of a book that's put into a movie um so i think that if there's anything you've watched that that helped you understand the bible better or any document documentary uh podcast things like that
0: yeah just just a couple things that I think depending on who, the, who the person is or who the family member is, things that I enjoy watching. I, I love everything that Theosu puts out. So, and they they've got from a more academic perspective, but then they also just got kind of silly, goofy, fun perspective. So, the Theos memes podcast, uh, that's the goofy side of things, um, but still has a lot of good truth and biblical. It, that that's more of like keeping up with what's happening culturally in our world, and so like. And, and they're just goofy guys, you know. I describe Nathan Finocchio like John the Baptist. He's like uh wild honey and locust type dude, just long hair, goofy guy. The, the, the Theos Memes podcast is just a great way to get, like, especially if they're younger and, like, can I be a Christian and also be cool, you know. It's like you don't need to become a Christian and a hermit, you know, like a weirdo, like, You can you can know what's going on in the world. You can be culturally relevant, but you can also stand on the word of God. So the Theosu memes. But then they also have a lot of academic stuff. They have some debate stuff. They have some hot topic things. They have classes. So Theosu is is just a wealth of resource. I also enjoy this is um, probably younger. The younger
1: the audience, the better for that one.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Not Um, I guess not younger, the better. like adults that are younger or yeah, like yeah. older teens. Yeah, not it's like, not like a kid like show. Although, although, although they, uh, do have kids. they do
0: have Theosu uh, kids on YouTube, and that's that's uh, Nathan Finocchio's nieces with little toys talking through Bible stories, which my kids love. Uh, another resource, I, I actually enjoy um, the Genesis conversation and Exodus conversation from Jordan Peterson. So that's from a psychologist's point of view, but he's yeah, got some... Not-
1: christian per se well he's not
0: a he's not a professing christian but he has some he has some believers on especially the exodus on like if you look up exodus jordan peterson on youtube they go verse by verse through the book of exodus yeah he loves the bible and he does love the bible and there there are some believers that are also on there and then they have some jewish people as well and they just from a psychologist's point of view it, it's just a it's it's a good listen. Um, I, I love uh, also, there's some good stuff that comes out of Ali Stuckey's yep. uh, podcast, and so you can look that up as well. I actually just saw Kat Von D from Miami, Inc. She she went on there and did a interview, and she's now professing Christian, just got water baptized, total life transformation, gave up, wow. witchcraft, the occult, uh, resources and books, and even even getting away from some things that she was leaning into. That uh, was just she's looking for healing through yoga and through meditation and through di- all, all the extra things. And she's like, "I am on fire for Jesus. He is the answer. He's totally transformed my life." So, did, did you Ali Stuckey's is a great did one. Did you
1: see Ayan Hersia Ali just just came out as a Christian? Mm-mm. Yeah, she, she. There's an awesome article. It's. Um, in a number of different places um i'm trying to see what the where the original one says but if you just search on hersey ali i read her her whole article it says why i'm now a christian and amazing testimony if she was former muslim then she was an atheist for a while and she's a a, a research fellow at stanford university hoover institute and founded the a a a h a foundation um but just really really cool to to see there's people that are getting saved, right? There's people that are getting saved all over. So uh, The Chosen is also a great one if you're looking for like uh, oh yeah. a series that could share the Bible. Not every single bit of it is the perfect historic account, but it's a it's a great example, a super great story for those who, again, maybe they he, he kind of said they would watch anything. So if you're looking for more of a Netflix series type thing, yeah, yeah. that would be a great resource to send to people. As well. And then Bible Project is one if they're like actually wanting to seek out more mm-hmm. of the, the Bible. Um, I try to do that with Talking Church, the podcast that's on mm-hmm. YouTube. So we answer a lot of questions about faith and things that we do video podcasts. Eventually, Kirk and I are going to get up on video too, but that's something I try and do as well. And there's a lot of podcasts out there from Christians that are doing great things. Um, Craig Rochelle is a great leadership podcast. But yep. as far as like documentaries, and and things that are trying to prove prove the Bible. I feel like podcast conversations have a little bit better response right now because the hard part about documentaries is it's a, it's very one sided. Yep, and it's it's prepackaged and stuff. And so the, like Ray Comfort has a lot of stuff that he's done about like proving the faith and things that I think can be helpful. Um, but sometimes people are like, "Well, that was just one perspective, and it was all pre-planned, and maybe they cut out the parts where they weren't, you know, listening or they were." rebuking it or whatever so those are all things there's there's
0: obviously plenty more may, may, I'd love to hear from you all maybe there's things that you, you love listening to yeah maybe we should throw it out there um, on Instagram just letting people like what are the what are the videos shows podcasts that you watch that add to your Christian faith right yeah, that's very cool well
1: I want to get to prayer we've talked a lot um, any, any final thoughts miracle offering things like that otherwise I'll
0: no I think we're just celebrating and once again If you're a part of our church and participating in Kingdom Builders Miracle Offering, uh, God is going to work a miracle through your giving, and people are added to the kingdom. People are getting saved. And we had a bunch of salvations in church this weekend. Just don't want to overlook that. It's not just the unreached people around the world, but there are people uh, that are making a decision every week in our church. And just at Apple Valley alone, there's a couple dozen people this weekend making a decision to follow Jesus. So we celebrate that. Absolutely. These prayer
1: requests are coming from our app, River Valley app. You can put your prayer requests and people join you in prayer. Aspen says, pray for my biology exam. God to be present with me, applying my skills for the past month, praying for her exam. Mason says, I would like prayers over my mind being renewed. I'm believing God is going to transform me before the next season. I'm praying for this renewal. Meg says, healing over my daughter's fear. She'd lean into God's trust and his good plans for her and also healing over my son's chronic... um, Stomach issues and his behavior that he's having, obviously those can affect that and guidance for me on how to help uh, point them to you. Rebecca's praying strength and healing as I continue this journey of working, packing, moving. Moving is hard. We pray for Rebecca for that. Karen's dealing with healing for her, praying for healing for arthritis pain. God, we're praying for healing for her. Matthew says, hey, I'm just getting annoyed lately I'm praying that I can lean on God, let things go more. Praying for you, Matthew. Bryant, praying for healing and restoration of my left leg, on the top of my hip, through every muscle, and all of my veins, all the way down to the tips of my toes. Come on. Let this not just be for me, but I love this. For your glory and your glory only. Amen. Emily's also praying for her knee. Uh, Venus says, praying for me to forgive others when I tell them something's wrong so I can fix it instead of being passive-aggressive and manipulative. What a good prayer. I want to forgive others and hold against bitterness, and God, would you intervene in that? And Pastor Kirk, I know you're going to close in prayer here in a moment, and then we will worship.
0: Hey, just uh, celebrating, we've got somebody from our Apple Valley campus that uh, I think just last week had a widowmaker heart attack, and he lived through it and uh, had successful surgery already is out of the hospital and is coming to church next weekend and so that that's that he's just saying there's been multiple miracles uh for him to be able to go through something that crazy and then also i'm just adding to the prayer request i prayed over a woman this weekend uh logan you you were right there uh she she just she shared that this week she found out she's got breast cancer And uh, believing that God's going to heal her supernaturally, and she's going to have wisdom. So yeah, let's just pray over all these needs, and a couple of those just right off the bat had to do with people's minds, and uh, and let's just let's pray into that. Lord, we thank you that you see all of these needs, and uh, first and foremost, we celebrate that you're a healer that you can keep you can keep people alive through a widowmaker heart attack, and uh, we just we thank you that that you're also the God that can provide fast and quick recovery. Um, And so we just ask for healing over everybody. And the person praying for their biology exam, there's no need too small. Uh, A lot of times we say there's no need too great, but there's no need too small either. God, you care about it all. You see it all. And so, Lord, I just pray that you would uh, quicken this person's mind. The next request was was it had to do with just transformation, transformation of the mind, transformation of thinking. And so, Lord, I thank you that... Uh, you do uh, transform us by the renewing of our minds. So, Lord, I just pray over people's minds, their, their will and emotion, the soul part of each person, Lord, that we would be healthy people through and through, body, soul, spirit. Pray over our church, over every need, big and small, every relational need, every provisional need every job need uh lord every every family member that is far from you that somebody's praying over just believing for salvation we ask that you'd meet these needs and and we don't take this prayer time lightly on the podcast where we actually believe you're listening we actually believe you see every need and we actually believe that you are answering p- prayer so lord do it in the name of Jesus we pray everybody said amen amen
2: It's like I see you for the first time.
1: Thanks for listening to the River Valley Podcast. It would help us out a ton if you could rate and review this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and also share it with somebody. We hope that this isn't just for people in our church. We hope that this is people far beyond that, but we know that people in our church maybe don't even know about it yet. We're talking about it on the weekends. We're sharing it in announcements, but maybe you're a listener, but someone in your small group is not or someone at your campus. So would you send it to them, share it with them so that they can receive this and then rate it wherever you listen so that more people can find this podcast.
0: If you have questions about faith, about church, about belief, about theology, about the Bible, please submit your questions. You can find us on Instagram at RiverValleyMN. You can also uh, email us, finding us on our website, RiverValley.org. Please, we want to hear your questions so that we can continue to answer those or at least respond to them here on the podcast. And again, thank you for listening. We'll see you in church this weekend.